one of the features of Western society is Islamophobia, which is an irrational fear of Muslims or a fear of Islam. Join me today for an interview with Imam Tariq, who was the Imam at the Brantford Mosque when I moved to Brantford. We will both offer our own perspectives on Islamophobia and how to combat it. Hi, Paul Shepard here, and welcome to the podcast. You know, some people think that having faith means believing a bunch of things that you know are impossible. But here at Rational Christianity, we take a rational approach to understanding the Christian faith. We combine history, science, the Bible, common sense, and an understanding of human nature to make Christianity make sense. Everyone is welcome here. And now the interview with Imam Tariq. The interview took place on February 1st, 2023. So thank you for joining with us. I'm Reverend Dr. Paul Shepard, minister here at Sydney Heritage United Church, joined by my colleague, friend, and neighbor even, Imam Tariq. So I'm just delighted to have you with us. Uh, Imam Tariq was the, uh, was the imam at the Brantford Mosque when I came to town, and he's now serving Mississauga. But he's still my neighbor, friend, and he's still a great guy. And I invited you today because I wanted to hear your perspective, and I'm going to share my own perspective on Islamophobia in, in Brantford in 2023. Thank you uh, for inviting me, and I'm truly honored and humbled uh, to be here. And truly honored also to have you as friend, as neighbor, um, as faith leader. Um, and the, the topic we are talking about, Islamophobia, is not very easy and simple way we can describe in very short uh, clip. But uh, one thing we can say that Islamophobia is about a fear that someone have fear against Islam or against Muslim because of misinformation, lack of information, or partial information, and that lead them to hatred and translate into um, attack or harm someone uh, physically or systematically. That's what we call Islamophobia. There is no specific... Um, definition there are is developing defi- definition but Muslims in Canada and globally feels that now they have a word to address uh, the growing phenomena attack on is- Muslims to address it especially in Canada in 2017 for the first time in Canadian history when Canadian Muslims the experience a tragic incident that a person entered the mosque on Sunday night when Muslims were praying and claimed six lives and injured 19 and left millions traumatized for years. But it did not stop there. It continued um, in Toronto Mosque, uh, Muhammad Zafis and 2021 Afzal family in, in London. So it, to me, it is an important topic. Uh, but it's not very easy to define immediately in few sentences. Mm-hmm. And there's just such long-term impact. I was at a vigil, actually, uh, on Sunday, on January 29th, as the sixth, sixth anniversary of the shooting in the Quebec mosque. And it was a really interesting program, but partly they let people just share their own ideas. And one woman, and I don't recall where she lived, 
But she said she feels fear just to stand on the street. And she's always looking for, you know, how do I get out of the way if somebody's coming towards me because of the event in London with the Asshole family, which was just such a tragedy. So, you know, we we hear about, oh, this, there was a shooting or something. But um, as a white person, I don't think we always appreciate that that terrorizes an entire community. And so you have the event on a day, but the ripples just go a long way. That's true. Yeah. Which is so tragic. Yes. You said it right. It's, it's fear. But when I see it, I see fear in two sides. The first side in within someone who does not know much about Islam or who is misinformed. And because of his inf- or her information, what they learn from different places, that causes them fear first. And that fear translated to hate and hate translated to sometimes aggression and harm and taking even taking life. So that fear is dangerous. And then another side, because one after another made a few tragic incidents already happen. And Islamophobia is on the rise and Muslims experience in different degrees on a, on a regular basis. So there are fear in Muslim minds, Muslim children minds, Muslims, uh, the, the women's mind, because they are now afraid of their own safety for nothing. They didn't do any, anything wrong to anyone, only because who they are, how they dress up, what they believe, they could be attacked and their life and their family members, their loved ones can be attacked and uh, they might be harmed. And that fear also is not healthy. So together for the healthier community, uh, it is our responsibility to maintain the cohesion and peace and functional community and the healthy community. We need to address both fear uh, that causes Islamophobia and because of Islamophobia, fear in Muslim minds, that has to be addressed as well. Yeah. So how do you recommend we um, deal with fear? So the, how we, it, we should they deal with fear, there is not a simple answer. You know, you'll hear this one from me all the time because Islamophobia or any social issue like this, to me, is complex. It has many layers. So there is no linear or easy solution to such kind of complex situation. But we need to have the starting point. And for me, a starting point is healthy dialogue. The whole thing should start, according to my understanding, because misinformation lack of information, partial information. So the Muslim must come out and others also, there are people who from different faith, I know uh, there are many good hearts. So we should come out like this program. We need to talk to one another. We need to see one another. At the end of the day, you go to the same grocery shop I go, uh, you have the same struggle of daily life I have. And in general, people are peaceful. So we will find more reason to love one another when we have narratives from person to person and experience uh, from person to person. Your neighbor, you'll find your neighbor is really peaceful, loving, caring, um, a caring person and a caring neighbor. If you just take a few steps to move on to his door or her door and share some love and offer some love, some, some words. 
instead of just learning about your neighbor and defining your neighbor what you hear on the media or what you read on the newspaper and you are reading on the newspaper about someone else they look like them that's why you are defining your neighbor that's challenging yeah. so dialogue communication knowing one another this is the fundamental starting point in my opinion mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes you can work through tragedy. After the Oswald family was uh, murdered in London, I remember actually, and it didn't occur to me right away, but I remember in this church uh, requesting people from our congregation who would walk with members of your community if they felt unsafe to walk down the street. It's like, well, we'll walk with you, which um, uh, it didn't actually happen. I don't know why. (laughs) So part of my hope when I thought of that, I thought, well, okay, then we'd actually, while you're walking, we're talking. We would, we would build bridges, they would build bonds. So yeah, that so, seemed like a direct way to to engage, and uh, but we don't need to wait for a tragedy to do this. Yes. Yeah, so after incident, many many uh, uh, the positive action like this happened. People came to our mosque to, to make the human chain to protect us while we were praying Friday prayer. Uh, and then uh, I think you offered me to go for a walk together. So you see visibly uh, that, uh, you know, the brown skin, that, you know, visible minority with a specific dress um, uh, that you can identify easily as Muslim. Uh, and then walking with someone who is identified as oh, visibly looks like white and whatnot, that may reduce. But uh, eventually it did not happen because, according to my understanding, I and most of the Muslims, I think most of the all Muslims will agree how long someone will walk with me. At the end of the day, I have to go to my own grocery. I have to go to my own mosque. I have to take my own children to the school. So should we make, in the name of freedom, should we make our life a kind of open prison that, okay, without him, without someone's presence, I cannot do that. So we appreciate the the love, but it has to be fought differently, respecting liberty of others, at the same time ensuring the liberty of others. So how we should do? There are many common ground, there are many common reasons that we should be together. So we are not being together uh, only to save someone, will be together working for the common good, serving others. So in this way, if we are volunteering at the food bank, both are volunteering at the food bank. If we are standing in a vigil for, you know, for good, then we need to work together. So any good cause, we should be together. And our good stories, positive stories, will change people's mind and hopefully remove the fear and, of course, hate from people's mind. Yeah, well, that's a really good point. And I realized even at the time that I was, even the offer to walk with you and your community was kind of a reverse discrimination. I mean, it was, it was kind of racist. To, oh, if you're Muslim, I'll walk with you. I mean, that's, that's kind of weird. But I didn't know what else to do. And I always figure when you don't know what else to do, do something. Start, get into dialogue, which I'm sure you'd agree with. You know, if you wait for the perfect thing, you're going to be waiting forever. Right. So, so no, it's again, every gesture is appreciated. So you're, sometimes also, even in husband or wife relationship, any relationship, sometimes you just wonder what to do and you don't know, how, you don't know better. Yeah. But still you offer your heart. You offer your good thoughts. Yeah. 
it may not be the the choice the counterpart is looking for or it may be not materialized because of other factors of the the time but everything all good thoughts all all good offerings yeah. i think it's always appreciated uh, we need to continue this but at the same time we need to see how could we do help one another when both parties contribution is there right. so we offer something and what do you think of it and then they may not ready even though idea is great and because they have their own circumstances and they have their own experience so we respect that boundary we leave the, we offer we should continue offer our services and then we also respect other choices of that time and instead of questioning our offering that what we are doing because good is always good maybe it's not right time to yeah. exercise yeah. but if you have honest conversation you'll figure that out right yes. so, so part of the honest conversation i just want to explain briefly what i see from my perspective as a white male christian i mean i'm kind of the face of islamophobia uh, but not the brain of course or the heart definitely not the heart so i just since you're here to explain what i imagine like the christians i know who are older let's say they have this image of canada being a christian nation whatever that means but before my time i mean we used to sing the say the lord's prayer in 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 public school apparently i don't remember that but imagine a world where that was just like the norm we used to have christmas concerts this kind of thing so i know some people that they're concerned that canada has these christian values um and that when we have immigrants and refugees who come to canada different color different faith that this somehow take distracts and takes away from the christian culture and i mean i can kind of understand where they're coming from but my point is the ultimate in christian culture is that we practice compassion and love that's that if you're going to talk about christian culture surely it has to do with love acceptance and so if we become intolerant uh, it's not that this good man is taking away our christianity we are actually throwing away our christianity if we choose to be intolerant right i mean the christian culture should demand that we accept other people and just one more detail because that is uh what i just said is about accepting other people i think that's way too limited i think we shouldn't accept other people we should celebrate other people because we're different we have different gifts you know i don't want to just tolerate you i want to be your friend like you know acceptance is sounds like a good thing but it's kind of a neutral you know we should go for the gift of the other in our midst and broaden our horizons and to me that's completely consistent with whatever you think christian culture means absolutely yeah. so that's what i tell my people wonderful i really appreciate that according to me canada welcomes me so i chose actually before i came to canada the delegation from here went to bangladesh and i was originally i'm originally from bangladesh so a delegation from here they went there to invite students recruit students to come here to study so i was invited and i was welcomed whatever the the country um you know would like to use the level it is a christian country secular country but i do know it is very welcoming loving country they go outside of the country to invite people this is my experience and when i came to canada since then from the beginning i didn't know language much and i didn't know about the culture much here but 
I was loved and welcome. And we respect, from my faith perspective, we respect everyone um, faith itself. And I, I, I believe uh, my experience with, you know, you are a Christian minister. So my, the, in, the encounter and experience with uh, different churches has been always positive. That they, they, when they talk about Christianity and we talk about Islam, uh, fundamentally uh, Christians are Muslim, they're cousins. Because both religion came from two stream of um, of mono, uh, the monotheistic religion um, initiated by uh, Abraham. So we believe in Abraham. We believe in Moses. And no Muslim is Muslim until they believe and respect uh, Jesus, peace be upon him, and they believe in his miraculous birth, believe in his... Um, you know, um, uh, believe in uh, how uh, the, the Mother Mary was one of the best women in human history. Quran talks about it. So, so there are lots of similarities between Christianity and Muslims. Right? Of course, there are some fundamental differences. But those differences we could discuss and we could celebrate in a way without hating one another. So I, another thing that's puzzling my, that to me is Christianity not necessarily uh, should be white and Islam not necessarily should be brown, which is I am. <laughs> so, so when we say Canada, if Canada is is dominantly Christian country, and but that's one issue, color is another issue. Yeah. And and we and before either of us we came here, the indigenous people they came here and that brings different faith and different color, different look, different language, and together, uh, I think one of the things I appreciate in Canada um, is diversity, and Islam promotes diversity. So I think this kind of dialogue will help us to address Islamophobia in more positive way. Uh, in two, two specific way. One is there are many good hearts, so we can fight them back by just informing them, making them friends, and communicating healthy dialogue. But the other part, the second part, there are some minds, they already settled down, regardless how much information you would like to share, yep. they would not ready to change. And if that comes that extreme from either side, we need to fight it back together as well because extremism has no place, I believe, in Christianity, neither in Islam, and neither in, in any, any healthy community. Well, it shouldn't anyway. No. Yeah. Well said. You're getting way too theological here now. <laughs> but I agree. So in Islam, yeah. you have deep, deep respect for Jesus. Right. Not son of God, like Christians, right. but deep right. respect. And that goes a long way. So, right. and compassion. So I want to leave you with a surprise. You'll get the last word. But I want to leave you with a surprise. Even Tariq does not know this. But he's responsible in some ways for the fact I'm here in Brantford. And I should probably explain that. Because uh, when I considered moving to Brantford from Toronto... Um, I was concerned about how well interfaith would work. I was concerned Brantford might be a little too white for me. 
that's a long story. But what I did was before my first interview, I called the mosque here in Brantford uh, and said, hey, can we have lunch? I want to know what, you know, do you relate? How, what's, what's going on here? And Tariq agreed. And then I came out from interview. Now, point of fact, he actually stiffed me because he wasn't there. Because, <laughs> I, as I recall, uh, there was a, he had to do a funeral for another imam in Hamilton or something. So completely not his fault. And he did contact me and apologize. But the fact he was willing to say yes gave me a sense, you know what, I'm not sure what's going to be here, but I'm sure we'll be able to collaborate. And then at the interview, I learned that they had a relationship of some sort with the Bradford Mosque. Wasn't sure what that was, but the fact that I was seeing openness on two sides, and I thought, yeah, you know what, this this will be good. So uh, I give you partial credit for the fact I'm. Oh no, thank you so much. Interestingly, here so I didn't know this story, and so so um, nice to hear this. Um, sometimes we leave our marks without knowing how it's my yes to say to the interview. It's helping others to make his job decision or moving decision is huge and and what happened the imam i was going to that day i had to go to attend the prayer, um, uh, funeral prayer that imam was the imam of Brantford mosque he served this community and he was a big believer of outreaching mm. making friends and he was known as a soup imam uh, that who is distributing soup on the street just to exp- to show love, so it was a proactive approach, and unfortunately that year, um, uh, that day it was his funeral. So, uh, but it is connected with the again. So how you are going to make it? So it was a test for you that you would like to know more about us and the one pioneer we are losing. We're saying goodbye and we're welcoming another pioneer. And for me, what you know, what these years have been very very special. And one of the reasons is you. We never talk about it. Um, but every time, I had always vision to have interfaith uh, leadership coming together. And every time I approach this, every time I approach, every time I mention in any capacity, you always said yes. And that gave me always hope. So even though now, um, because of job, I am commuting from Brantford to Mississauga as an imam, I'm not serving as an imam in Brentford Mosque, but I will think twice before I move from here yeah. because uh, the relationship we we, we develop between uh, between you and other faith leaders it is remarkable. So I extend my sincere gratitude to you as who you are and for your all um, cooperation and understanding and platform you gave us, and and I pledge that. As long as I'm in Brantford or even I'm outside of Brantford, this commitment for Brantford and beyond uh, will continue. This relationship will continue. Excellent. We Excellent. must fight Islamophobia because it is on rise, yep. it hurts, and it does not benefit anyone. So it must stop. No. And without everyone's support, without everyone's contribution, we cannot win it. But I know for sure we'll win. Yeah. And. It hurts Muslims, obviously, but it hurts Christianity, too. Not in the same way. So, anyway, I'm glad we're on the same team. We are literally a few minutes apart where we live, I mean, our home. So, uh, thank you. So, I, do you have anything else you want to say? I think I'm, I'm out. No, the final thing I say to Muslim uh, community, uh, that hatred and terrorists, they want one thing from us. They would like to 
see that we are afraid. So one of the best way to fight Islamophobia from Muslim side, do not be afraid. And people who are from other faith or no faith, but friends of Muslims, for you, um, this Islamophobes, they want a specific thing and that they would like to divide you as a community so they can win and fear can win. So for my, you know, the friends um, um, of different faith and no faith is that you should not fear Muslims because they are peaceful and you should not let the community divide. And Muslim, we should do everything to keep the community united. And unity and bravery are two fundamental things that can help us to fight Islamophobia because Islamophobia offers nothing but division and hatred and destruction. Thank you. Well said. Mom Jake, thank you so much. Thank you. And um, thank you you for your uh, kind attention and... uh, Thank you. Thank you, Imam Tariq. We will fight against Islamophobia, and we will win. Hi again. Thanks for joining in today. I'm Reverend Dr. Paul Shepard, a minister with the United Church of Canada, currently serving at Sydenham Heritage United Church in Brantford, Ontario. I'm also an environmental scientist with a PhD in physics. I'm passionate about making Christianity make sense. Please subscribe to the channel and feel free to visit the church, either in person or online. You might also enjoy my book, Evolving Christianity, which is about taking a scientific, rational approach to Christianity in order to fight racism and other social diseases. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.